Do you get nervous still? Oh yeah. You do good. Yeah, me too. Every time, <laughs> every time. <laughs> I'm nervous for this. Like nervous. I'm always nervous. It's crazy. Ever wonder what's going on in the mind of an artist at any given time? Well. Me and my good buddy Clinton Charlton are going to give you a taste of that today on this week's episode of This Is Where We Play. I'm chatting with Clinton Charlton, St. John musician, longtime interaction drum teacher, and we are chatting about, well, just catching up because honestly we haven't seen each other in too long, but also reflecting on how wonderful it is to be a teacher in the performing arts. Check it out. Welcome to Interaction Presents. This is where we play the podcast. Awesome, awesome. I'm so happy to have you here. I'm so happy to see your face. It's been way yeah, too long. <laughs> I know. It's I'm still out of work. It's crazy. Like Soon, I hope. What do you um, what do you do in your days these days? Well, great right now, Grayson's home from school. Yeah. Too, so, um entertaining him is my job <laughs> I, I was trying to do trying to do some music i mean exercise you know try and and uh i mean i'm recovering i'm supposed to recover you know but yeah but yeah everything's behind because of covid so i'm i'm still off it's crazy really i did not expect to be off this long how long has it been five months yeah yeah i thought i'd be back after two or three and it's just what like checkups and whatever or like yeah, well so there's like a cardiac rehab program that i need to start but it hasn't even started yet like it's crazy right. yeah, yeah. it's supposed to start in december okay wow crazy mm. stuff so you're exercising though you're like exercising your creativity every day teaching uh how old's Grayson now <laughs> he's eight he's eight yeah. oh my gosh that's so yeah. crazy and uh, I just registered George for after school care. Oh, wow. Kindergarten next fall. I can't. Eat. That, holy cow, already, eh? Yeah. Wow. That was a blink of an eye. Jeez. He and Freddie have been in full time daycare now for a little while. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Yeah. Whew. What a difference that makes. But. How are you doing with the other uh, growing up? You know, the big, I, I procrastinated on registering him for kindergarten. I'm not going to lie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was a weird thing to do. Um, yeah. But, you know. Yeah. They just like, it. Grew, they grew up so slowly and so quickly at the same time. Like all of My daughter sudden, just had a baby. I know. You're Crazy. like <laughs> grandpa now. I'm a grandfather. Like, it's so nuts. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> you know, like, what happened? I don't know. I was having this conversation with Evan the other day where I was like, dude, I feel like I just sold all my stuff. And then I met you. And then we had babies and bought a house. And here we are again. And I'm like, what? Yeah, yeah. Like, I know. I know. Out of my car. Like, what? <laughs> I know. It's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. So, you know, I feel like I've learned a lot about myself and my creativity in this last season of life where like yeah. my kids are at daycare and I'm sure you can relate. There's just like not a lot of time to do yeah. Oh, yeah. things. I know. And however, they're essential to our survival. So. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. 
Yeah. yeah, I thought I thought with all this time off, I'd be like, okay, my, you know, maybe two weeks later, I'll be out of bed and I'll get up and I'll make music every day. And it just life doesn't work like that, you know? It just doesn't. No. I, I wish it did, but it doesn't. <laughs> it's it's like everything has to be so accumulative, but it's so easy to like do the opposite of what you actually want to do. Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Anyway, I could sidetrack you all day. I'll let you. I'll, no, let's you're not sidetracking me. This is the whole conversation. Like, what I'm really curious to know is like, Clinton, as an artist, like, what do you do for yourself as part of like a daily creative practice, or do you have anything that you do like on purpose? Yeah. Um. It depends. Yeah, it depends on on the time, I guess. So, um, you know, every day there's, I'm a planner. Like, so I, you know, if I could do everything that I plan in my head, I'd get so much done. I'd be like the most prolific guy around, you know? <laughs> um, but that, I mean, that in itself is creativity. And, you know, I'm always thinking about, uh, you know, how this project could go or how that project could go. Um, and so in that way, and I'm sure you're the same way, like I'm always creating, there's always something going on, you know, in my head. Yeah. Uh, it's probably a problem really but but you know there's always something happening there but as far as like tangible things that I can show um it depends on you know what life is like at that moment like right now where I'm on a leave from work I'm getting a lot of uh, music done you know I finished uh an ambient project that I've been working on for a couple of years I got that uh done and so it's just got to be mastered and then that'll come out which is gratifying and terrifying all at once you know yeah and um and um you know we're making plans with the bands that I play in uh you know that kind of thing uh there's some other projects where um kind of like one-off things where you know I've been asked to write a melody for someone for you know for a song and and so those are the kind of things I can work on um during this downtime but as far as, um, you know, a regimented every day, I sit down for 10 minutes and try to do this. Uh, no, I wish, but no, uh, you know, I am in my music room of my house every day at some point. And, you know, even if it's, I'm just playing guitar for 15 minutes, that's something, or, you know, if I'm putting on the recorder and listening back to uh, something I made two weeks ago, you know, uh, I'm always in there at some point during the day for something, you know, and yeah. so. So there's that, but, but no, I wish I had more of a discipline to it. I think, uh, I think I could be more productive, but, but no, I don't. Yeah. I think though, like the fact that you're in there every day is telling of like, basically just the fact that you love what you're doing, <laughs> you know, it's so much easier to keep yeah. going back to it when you're really enjoying it. What's the thing you're most excited about right now? Right, right now? Yeah. Uh, well, two things. So Right now, I'm really excited about the ambient music project because yeah. uh, for the first time, I'm going to use a, I'm going to use a, uh, I'm going to go under an assumed name. I'm not going to be under Clinton Charlton, and so that is so like, I don't know what the right word is, but it's like that takes a lot of pressure off, and it's exciting that I can start this new thing and have it be whatever I want it to be on the internet. You know, totally. so that's the and the anonymity of it. I guess I is is what I'm really excited about with that yeah and um and then I accidentally started a band with Dan Chamberlain so I'm I've been uh 
writing um, uh, melodies and lyrics uh, for some dance pop music, which is, well, I, yeah, you know, come, coming from a folk background, yeah, I'm talking to the right person. <laughs> it's a totally wild and, and different uh, experience. It totally is. It's so mm. much fun. It's yeah, like, it's a blast. Like it's like a lot more playful, you know? Mm -hmm. You take it less seriously. Well, totally. And totally not that, not that far apart, um, writing-wise, do you find? No, I feel like it's a natural extension, to be honest. Like, the only reason I'm in the pop world right now is because the songs that I kept writing just kind of needed that yeah. kind of, like, support. And okay, yeah. I was like, okay, cool. Like, that sounds yeah, like yeah. fun. Let's go for it. Yeah. Yeah, what I'm finding exciting about this stuff is that, like, well, A, it's uppy, which is, you know, as a writer, that's my most challenging thing. You know, I I tend to be depressive and low-key you know it's just what I gravitate to um so it's uppy and that's fun uh but also I don't have to like I'm not falling into the same old tricks chord wise because I'm not writing into the music I'm just you know singing <laughs> it's great it's so that's fun so much fun it is, yeah you'd yeah. be so much more creative when you're not like bound by your particular muscle memory <laughs> like, for sure yeah 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 yep. <sighs> remember the time when we had a band the Hillary Clintons. The Hillary Clintons. Almost too good in concept to have actually existed. I know. Really. I know. I did write us two songs. I swear to I God. I, did. Did. <laughs> I was I so ready too. for it. But then also not ready for it at all. Yep. Because okay. uh, I don't know. Whatever. It still lives on in my memory as a joyous thing. So It, could, it couldn't have lived up to it, though. That was too good of a name. It couldn't have been. <laughs> it, it never would have. It just couldn't. It's better we didn't. It's better that it just is the thing that we always could have done. Yeah, but I mean, I think, I think that like all good stories that this can just change over the years and eventually we'll have convinced ourselves that it did happen and it oh, was amazing. I'm excited for that part. <laughs> yeah, that's how the best stories happen, right? Yeah. So, okay, so you said you've been here for 10 plus years. I think, yeah, it's I think so, yeah. Is that it? <laughs> Is that it? <laughs> I think so. I think so. Maybe longer. I don't know. I really don't. I don't have a bearing. I think it was right. I think it was 2011 that I started there. Yeah, I think I it's think. the same time I did. Okay. Yeah. 2011, 2010. I don't know. I say 12 years. In my head, it's 12 years, but I don't know. I'm not great. Yeah. Enough. You were right after me, eh? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I know. Okay. So I didn't great. realize you were there that long, too. Yeah, I was a wee young, good, I'm used, 22 years I'm used, old. I'm used to being the old guy in all these things, so it's good to have somebody with the same kind of alumni as I. Yeah, it kind of snuck up on me. I mean, the last four years kind of like just flew by in a... Oh, I know, it's nuts, yeah. Whatever it was, it was a whirlwind. <laughs> I feel like I'm just like starting to get my bearings again and like real life it's um it feels good to come to work every day and like yeah do stuff yeah that's been really no, nice. it was not to think um that one of my like long-term students toby mcdermott he just graduated out of iac last year yeah and and he wasn't even in school when we started like it's so crazy you know I could have sworn that I saw him on the weekend it was we went down to the golf course to go sliding and there was this like tall slender ginger with a mop of Tobin hair boy. and I was like 
I think that might be Tobin. Maybe he's home. Maybe he's home. <laughs> or he's got a doppelganger. Anyways, I am not yeah. a natural uh, winter sports person. So I yeah. struggle. Yeah, yeah. struggle with that. <laughs> okay, tell me one of your favorite memories of teaching here at Interaction. Mm. Oh my God, there's a billion. Um, I know. Uh, do you remember Candy Wave? I do. I still have that sticker <laughs> on my guitar. Okay. <laughs> so Candy Candy Wave was was uh, kind of the rival band to what was Chuck's uh, three piece? Oh my um, God, something, something Panther. Oh 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 oh, Panther. Panther. Guess what? I got it. I got it right here. Oh, perfect. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so yeah. So so Candy Wave was definitely a highlight. That was like we were like the. Um, like the Beach Boys to their Black Sabbath, you know. Yeah. So uh, that 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 was a really fun period. Um, any of my time with Jacob Lane was just a blast to 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 see the you know straight up man that he's become now is yeah. so fulfilling and rewarding. Any of my time with Tobin, any of my time with Delia, I mean, all of my kids. Um, oh, here, well, here's here's one. So. Um, you know, from from the St. John music scene, uh, one of my friends, and and uh, you know, he also played with some bandmates of mine from Penny Blacks in hospital grade, Mike McAloon, he passed away. And a couple of years later, I had his nephew as one of my students, and he had inherited Mike's drums. So for the variety show, we had them do one of Mike's old band songs with his nephew playing drums, with his actual, like his old band members came and did oh it. God. And so for his family, that was, you know, that was a highlight for sure, you know? Yeah. Um, and you know, the opportunity to like, for me, interactions always been, you know, as much about, you know, I don't want to say teaching the kids about life because God, I'm still learning, but you know, but about, uh, it's been as much about the kids as, as it is about the things that we're teaching them. You know, I think, I'm sure you'd agree with that. And, and, and I think it's kind of, you know, the mantra of the place and what the magic is of it. But so, you know, to be able to do things like that, or, you know, just hear some of their stories, you know, or hear a problem that they're having and just be able to be an ear for that, you know, is that's the stuff. Like, yeah. that's what kept me coming back year after year, you know. Yeah. And the challenge, you know, that like sometimes seeing like Tobin would come in and create these new ideas <laughs> and I'd be like, I got to practice a little more, <laughs> you know, stuff like that. <laughs> that too, you know, you know, I have gotten so much better at piano since teaching voice, just from running yeah. scales all the time. Like I sure. never practiced scales in my life until yeah. I started teaching and you know, then I was doing it every half an hour for however many <laughs> hours in a day, you know? Right. Um, yeah. Because they're going to ask you to show them and you're like, oh, I better be able to do this. Yeah. I have really upped my game and it's been really, yeah, there's never a dull moment. <laughs> yep. Same. Same. Yeah. So you're not teaching here right now, right? No. No, no I miss it real bad. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I miss you too. I mean, it's not, I don't know. I don't see anybody here right now. Everybody's teaching at home. Um, yeah. But at the same time, like we're kind of like in a, a shifting period of like renewal, it feels like, you know, it's, 
I know that not everybody sees things this way, and I know that I can. No, no, no. I, I, I was hope I was hoping you were gonna say like not just at the school because I feel like that like about and not just at the school. I feel yeah. like it's everywhere. Yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like there's been this pause for thought, and that everyone has come to the same conclusion that there must be more than this, <laughs> and uh -huh. I, I I really truly yeah. believe that the answer is creativity because sure. it allows us to explore every day with like this lens of possibility um, and yeah. a lens of, like play and like using your imagination and like thinking of all of the like, wouldn't it be fun ifs? And that's all of the stuff that I think is so important about the stuff that we teach here is yeah. that there's just room for them to play and try things out. And there's no pressure to like nail it or be awesome or like beat anybody or, you know, like there's really just like, it's just the opportunity to show up and practice and play and have fun and yeah. be yourself and figure out who you are and yeah, yeah. get a little better. And I have so much hope for the world because of this generation. Oh of yeah, kids. absolutely. Absolutely. It's astonishing. We were looking at the, we Googled, we were trying to figure out what generation we were last night. <laughs> okay. We're millennials, uh, okay. old millennials, I guess. But like, okay. I, my kid's generation is called the alpha generation. The alpha generation. Yeah. Okay, where does millennials end? Am I a millennial? Are my millennials generation? like 81. Yeah, I'm a, before, I'm 73. So I'd be before that. So what's between a boomer and a millennial? Is it Gen X? Gen I think so. I think, I think you're I'm Gen, Gen X. X. Yeah. I think so. Okay. So Gen X, millennial, Gen Z, and then there's one more, and then there's the alpha. Wow. It's so weird. I can't. I can't keep track of it. But Crazy. The, the thing that I'm realizing with like the generation of kids who are teenagers right now and even in middle school and even in elementary school is how like self-assured they are and like confident in their own like personal boundaries and like how they feel and being aware of how other people feel and like being allowing of feelings in general like I feel yeah, I think it's like, good. yeah it's so good like they're so aware of what feels good and what doesn't feel good and that they are responsible for making changes to make sure yeah. they feel good. I think it's good. I think that's one of the upsides to, to you know, um, the globalization of the internet, you know? Yeah. I also, you know, not to be the negative guy, but to, to, to contribute to the conversation, I also would be, I'm terrified for, for them because of the pressures that come yeah. from the internet and the constant, um, you know, barrage of images that they're seeing and the things to hold, compare themselves to. So, you know, um, I think places like IACT are all the more important because of that, you know, where you can come and be with other people in the same rooms and see them struggle and, and uh, you know, not be perfect and for that to be okay and to laugh about it and for that stuff to be, you know, part of, part of the process, I think is so important right now. Yeah, yeah, to see like the gritty side of the process right yeah <laughs> like that's where the good stuff comes out of you know I mean we know that as songwriters and musicians like yep. 
all of my songs come out of some pretty gritty places. And Same, it's, like, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's a way, like a matter of moving through the thing rather than like trying to skirt around it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, yeah. yeah. But it's good. It is good. It is good. I feel like really happy to be part of creating a safe place for people to come and like explore uh-huh. all of this stuff. Cause I mean, it's been a really long time since you or I were novices at the stuff that we do. And so it's easy to take for granted, like those first few times hitting a drum or playing guitar yeah, chords yeah. or like trying to sing a note and it's very vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? Kate told me one time, or actually she was telling the kids and I just like overheard as fellow teacher, but um, she was just like those butterflies that you feel in your belly are actually feelings of excitement. It's just that you don't know what the outcome is going to be. And so that's why it can feel scary. Yeah. But if you realize that you're just excited, like Christmas morning, and you know the energy can just like live there without feeling like you have to like get rid of it that's the part that's hard I did this um this a a few drum clinics with Jerry Grinelli before he passed you know just just a few months before he passed um and they were like this they were zoom things and I'd log in all excited you know to to be in his presence or whatever and and um I never saw him hit a drum once it was all you know talk about performance and and yeah, you know, making music. And one of the first things he he had asked, uh, you know, was uh, if you get nervous on stage. And so I'm like, well, right here, I get nervous on stage, you know. And then uh, it, it took me back. He said, what a selfish thing to do. And then he explained about how that keeps you from giving all of yourself and, you know, how that can take away from the enjoyments of your bandmates. And so he gave us, excuse me, some tools in, uh, you know, in dealing with that, like, how to listen to your bandmates when when you're feeling those things and try to enjoy them you know to take yourself out of your own head and your own body and and it's I've applied it and it's like such a big help you know but it really I thought what a remarkable thing to say that that being nervous on stage is a, a selfish thing yeah I guess, that, but like, it is well you know um a few weeks ago I went into the imperial to do kind of like a dress tech rehearsal for my show and I was feeling nervous because it was kind of yeah. a spur of the moment thing, you know, and yeah. it was just, it was right after Christmas. I hadn't really got back in the swing of rehearsing yeah, yeah. yet. And I was like, oh my God. And yeah. so like, I'm standing there behind the scrim, like in position and, <laughs> and I'm just like, Hillary, like you got this and you have to like have it because everybody out there, like you need to take care of them now. Like this is your show and you're going to make sure they have a good time. Yeah. You know what you're doing. Like, yeah, yeah. it's, and it feel, I felt so much better. I like walked through it and I nailed the whole thing. I hadn't run through the show in like, you know, maybe a month or something. And I still like was able to remember it all because I wasn't worried about whether or not I was going to mess it up. Like I knew I wasn't going to. Yep. And it was just so much fun. Like I can't yeah, wait. To yeah, do it yeah. again. I can't wait to do it again. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. 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 It's funny. I can think of a um, um, being in in the studio and doing some drum tracks for a client from Nova Scotia, and 
you know, I had just met them and, you know, I was, you want to do a good job, you know, but I don't know them, you know, so I'm cracking all the uncomfortable jokes, like, you know, trying to make everything funny. So anyway, I went in and did the first, um, the first track and they'd given me some notes. And anyway, um, you know, I, I blanked on one of the sections. And so anyway, you know, I was like, oh, I blew this whole section and then the panics come over me and it feels like my arms won't work. And, you know, my head's racing to find my spot in the song, et cetera, et cetera. And so, you know, to me, it felt like, you know, this chunk of the song was just crap. And so, uh, you know, the talk back comes on and, and he says, come on in, we'll listen to that one. And I'm like, oh, you know, this is going to be brutal. And and I go in and it's, it's a blip, you know, I noticed it, but I, you know, I don't know if you would, but like it was a blip, but in that microsecond, it felt like the whole world. And it's so easy to just unravel, you know, in these, in these little seconds yeah. and not forgive yourself for them. Yeah. I've been um, encouraging my students to practice instant forgiveness in their oh. runs of things because yeah. Like, you don't want to let that just ruin the next moment and the next moment and the next moment, like, just like, let yeah. it go. And then you can sink back into it. I feel like the, the whole purpose, like the thing with performing that's so great that we're, that you can't quite like grasp or like make happen is that being present thing where you like notice that you're in the moment when you're in the moment, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, it's hard yeah. to do. And then you like snap out of it and you're not in the moment anymore. Right. But yeah. Like those are the moments that we're seeking when we are like trying to like hit the groove of like whatever it is that we're trying to deliver, right? For sure, yeah. Yeah, and we also recognize that they have to like ebb and flow, they come and go. And so you can like dip into that and still like, and then you come out of it, but you like, there's no need to like think you're doing it wrong then. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yep. Yeah. And I think that's why, like, you know, it, like the question you always get in interviews or whatever is, you know, tell me about your best show. And my best show, there's, you know, there's not people there for the best ones. You know, those are lowly attended and I performed really well. And, yeah. you know, I wasn't in my head and I felt really good. And I gave those three people, like, you know, and, like, and those are the ones. And I think that's why, because those are the ones when you truly are able to perform like you want to when the pressure's on. And I think yeah. getting to be able to the, to the place where you can do that all the time because you're in, you know, out of your own head is, is the goal. Yeah. So over the many years you've had yeah. <laughs> You're not going to ask me what my favorite show was. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm not going to ask what your favorite show was. I want to know what you've done when you've noticed that you weren't in that moment. Oh, it. I mean, there's lots of times when I've just, you know, melted down. Um, I can remember one of the first Penny Black shows. And, you know, to me, um, like I, you know, I was a fan of Jason Ogden's before I ever played in a band with him. So that alone was a nerve wracking thing, you know? And, you know, I think for a bit, I was probably trying to mirror and, and, you know, like maybe wear a coat that would look like his coat or, you know, try to talk, like, you know, like the nerd from Grand Bay who's trying to play cool guy, you know? And anyway, so one of our first shows, um, I, I, I just started melting down. We played a, a new song. The song had a, you know, for me at the time, a difficult drum part. And I didn't know what to do. Like I was melting down. And so like, 
I swear I did this. I pushed my stool back so the stool fell off the edge of the stage and I had to stop the song. Oh, sorry guys, my, my stool fell off the stage. No, it didn't, I did it, but you know, because I was melting down and I knew I had to stop, you know, <laughs> my muscles were all hurting and, you know, so things like that have happened. Um, there's been times when I've been able to, uh, to just, you know, get over it. Like I can remember at the, um, they'd asked me to play the Imperial for their, uh, I think it was their 100th anniversary concert. And uh, I was really excited. A lot of my family came and, and, um, you know, I get out on stage and I couldn't see anybody, which is usually comforting. But to me, that made it worse because in my mind now, there's just swarms of people ready to hate me. You know, <laughs> <laughs> and um, you know, I was I was able to calm it down, but I did the typical like run off at the mouth, shaky in the throat, you know, kind of thing. And yeah. I was able to, while I was saying words to the audience, say words to myself to calm myself down. You know, yeah. those kind of things. I don't have any like tips or tricks to impart. No, to no, no. I'm not asking for tips or tricks. I just want to know what you do because like, like I, I think one of the very first things you said like half an hour ago was um, about like the way that you're thinking in your mind, like you're a planner. And so yeah. you're kind of like, you've got this inner monologue going, right? Oh yeah. Of, like, I rehearse banter. <laughs> I feel very like inauthentic about that, but I do. I rehearse banter. Oh, you should. Yeah. You have to. Like the whole reason I wrote this show was so that I didn't have to rehearse <laughs> anymore. It's so that I had a script. This is what I say at this point. Like that's yeah. it. Yeah. But no, no, no. What I'm thinking is like, um, I guess it's like a really personal question, I guess, but like it's okay. what what do you say to yourself in those moments when you're not feeling confident like you said like you're there's a whole swarm of people ready to hate you like what what does that sound like in your head um well like less noise now um you know than years ago but yeah but yeah um I how do I put this in the word so you know what I've worked on doing for myself and you know mostly have myself to a place of um, and I say mostly because, you know, with the pandemic and playing less, I do find that the opportunities I get to play, some of those old feelings of inadequacy can pop up just because I'm not as a well-oiled machine as I, you know, would be when I'm gigging constantly. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I came to a realization a long time ago um, where I decided I had to redefine what success was. And, you know, I realized that, like, it was more important, you know, I think I was like 36 years old at the time, you know, it was, it, it became more important for me to contribute to the music scene and attempt to leave an impact on it in my community than it did to try to be a star, you know? Um, and once I put myself in that mindset, everything changed, every little opportunity, um, became equal you know so a show at the marina was equal with getting to play at the imperial like they were they became supremely equal because I started thinking about like when I was 17 years old sneaking into a club called the Bullenstein uh it was in Market Square to watch um Brent Mason and Sandy McKay start the, the original open mic there oh um gosh. yeah and you know to me he was 
he was a, a star, you know, it was like here was somebody making live music. And, you know, when when I grew up, you didn't have the same opportunities to see it as you, you do now. And of course, there was no internet. But so I quickly realized that, um, you know, no matter who you're playing to, there is going to be, or potentially could be someone in the audience that you're making an impact on just by doing what you do. And so then that became a, I don't want to say responsibility, but it became a privilege. Is that the right word, maybe? Um, and so, you know, I started to really find fulfillment in any show I got to play, whether it was me playing my thing or playing drums for someone. And it really, like, probably the past 10 years have been the most enjoyable I've had of making music, you know, because I've redefined what success was, you know. When I was a kid, I wanted to play music. I play music all the time. Like, boom, success, right? You know? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you are you have a music room that you go to every day. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, that's... Yeah, absolutely. That's success, yeah. <sighs> well, I'd like to win an ECMA someday, but whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, it's... I mean, those things are nice. I don't know what that feels like either but we'll see uh, you will you will you will you will i'm really excited about the next stuff i'm putting out there yeah yeah it's awesome i mean and the, you know like maybe the most exciting thing is that there's a next step you know you're yeah. you're you're doing things right i am just so excited that i have created this new music that i really love and I've been able to hire a team of people that I really enjoy working with. And I've been able to pay yeah. them money because I keep getting grants. And like, that feels like success to me. Like I'm making my own production happen and I have a team of people. Yeah. That's huge. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. And I get to like come to work here. And like, my job is to just like, make sure that everybody knows how awesome interaction is, so. Well, you're good at it. Yep. <laughs> your your uh, your presence was was missed when you were out on maternity. We we noticed. Yeah. Well, thank you, thank you. It felt like a blink of an eye, to be honest. Like honest. Yeah. I bet. <laughs> but it's it's good to be back. Yeah. Yeah, I look forward to that feeling when I when I get to come back. Hopefully next year. Yeah. Yeah, it should be exciting. We'll do yep. our, our another rendition of Silent Night. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> There's our one show together. <laughs> the, the Hillary Clintons. That's right. The Hillary Clintons. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna let you go and hang out with your cute little Grayson. All right, buddy. It's really nice. Well, thank you. Thank you, and thanks for this opportunity. And and uh, you know, if any of my my students are watching, hi, I miss you guys. <laughs> you know, be, be good for Ryan. Awesome. Thanks, Hill. Yeah. See, you see you soon. Bye. Bye. Honestly, it just feels so good to take a moment to like reflect on what a gift it is to be an artist, to be an artist in the world and to get to teach other people that stuff. Hey, if you've been listening to the show and you're like, I want to be on that podcast, I'm an interaction person and I got something to share. Let me know. You can send me an email at spotlight at iactspa.com.